welcome to another episode of Chris Reed's book. Welcome back. In this week's episode, I will be reading the last two chapters of the book. Chapter 43, Reason for Leaving, and the Epilogue. For those of you new to this podcast, my name is Chris Pullman. I'm the author of the novel Mystery and Deceit from Earth to Mars. It is my first book, and I am here reading it to all of you so that you can consume this, you know, maybe in the car, on the treadmill, out for a run, wherever, wherever you might prefer to listen to a book rather than hold it and read it. Uh, two other things. One, this is going to be a relatively short podcast compared to last week's episode. Last week's was about an hour and 22 minutes or so. This one's going to be a lot shorter. I have other material in the book that I could read on this episode, but I want to make a clear line between the end of the book and the start of the appendix material I have for the book, which is a little less, oh, a little more than a hundred pages of additional material. So, uh, uh, second thing I'd like to say is if you hear a baby crying in the background, that would just be my daughter, Ryan. So, I apologize for that too, I suppose, but she is growing through a growth spurt, and so just having kind of a fussy week. It happens, you know? Uh, her mom, my wife, is uh, very kind to deal with that, so I can keep recording this. So, you know, thank you, Laura, for allowing me to continue to record these and work on the edits so that maybe I can get this recorded. Speaking of recording this, though, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I highly recommend that you go back, find the other episodes, and listen to them in publication order. Reason being, again, this is me reading my podcast, or, uh, pardon me, my podcast. I'm reading my podcast. This is me reading my first book, and I am reading the chapters in order. As such, if you read, if you listen to them out of order, certain things might not make sense. So, what you can do to make that happen is you can go onto iTunes or your favorite podcast player and search for Mystery and Deceit. Or you can search for me, Chris Pullman. And it should also pull up uh, this podcast. Or even, you know, go out there and search for Chris Reed's book. That's the title of the podcast. If you search under my name, you might also find another podcast, Whiskey and Mash. That's a podcast I'm recording with my mother-in-law. We watch Mash episodes and drink some whiskey. It's a very nice podcast. Listen to that if you are interested in that. Either of those, you can also find the raw MP3 files of over at my website, narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. You can also find over there links to my social media, to Facebook, to Twitter. And you can follow me there for when I release new episodes. Or, if you prefer to just email this podcast, you can email chrisreadsbook at narclaninc.com. If I get enough emails there, I will certainly do a mailbag episode to address any 
comments, questions, concerns, etc. But with that, let us get into the last two chapters of Mystery and Deceit from Earth to Mars, starting with chapter 43, Reason for Leaving. You've lived this way for years, I said. Yes, I thought I could work through it. Being alive for half a millennium, with so many minds melding with mine, I thought I could cope. But at my core, I am human, Eric replied. So you're leaving because you're giving up? I asked. I'm leaving because there's no place left for me here. I am the last of my kind. A new order will rise, as always happens. But before the sun rises, the moon must set. My presence alone prevents history from renewing itself, Eric said. So you'll leave to... change society? I asked hesitantly. I'll leave society so it can change, Eric replied. But by my leaving, something dark and hateful will come. The insurrection did not die with chaos. It has been dormant. When I leave, the seasons will change, and new leaves will show, and strange flowers will bloom. A new order will appear as if no change occurred. Overnight, life will be turned on its head and dissidence silenced. I am the linchpin that will loose the load. Darkness will come with the new dawn. Leaders will die young, the Republic will become Caesarean and an old order made new will reign, Eric said. So why not stand, stay, and help fight? Why not change the future you see, I asked. Repeating myself, I am the anti-catalyst. I am preventing the change that must happen. But if the change you see coming is darkness, why hasten its arrival, I asked again. Change must come. That is the only way. I sat there for a moment, contemplating what Eric had just said. Something inside me still pulled for more. Eric, why? If you're keeping things in balance, if you can prevent the change, why leave? Darkness and destruction? Then stay, for the sake of everyone living. You of all people should know of duty to humanity, I commented. Eric's eyes pulsed with an inner light of ind indigent rage. His gray hair flashed bright as if on fire, then blackened. His skin, slack and lined from age, instantly drew taut as he set his jaw. Whiskers withdrew and liver spots disappeared as though the remnants of a waking dream. Eric had looked at me for days as though he had trapped those centuries ago. But suddenly his eyes, his gaze drew sharp and present, and fear crept itself into my soul. Here before me sat a man of... Not of advanced age, but a fighter in his prime. He leaned forward. Lest I mince these next words, I will speak them slowly, clearly, and purposefully. This solar system, and the government that inhabits it, long ago turned its back on us and our kind. As such, there is nothing to abandon. We were exiled, and so this system ceased to be our home. With every syllable, his eyes lit with inner fire, his voice growing into its chorus self, a melodious rant of angst. We know what is to come. We have seen it. It is our purpose now to do what we can for that future. 
We realize even now, at our furthest point from humanity, that our fate is still linked to it. That is why we go, to allow the future to unfold in the hopes of a better tomorrow. Why we have given you the gift, the curse that we have. Why we have told you all that we have. With that, Eric let the chair again take his weight, his features instantly changing back to those I had grown accustomed to. But what use is all of this if you're the last and are leaving? I asked. Knowledge is power, he said. With power, we can affect change. But you won't tell me what that bad things are here. You won't tell me more than that bad things are headed humanity's way. And soon, he said. So what? What then? What now? I said. Eric's eyes snapped up to me, and suddenly I found myself unable to move, to even speak. I felt a tightness on my head as Eric's voice this time came through in my head. You had to be made to understand what we were, how we worked, what we stood for. Because to be the leader you'll become, I have to give you something. Something you wouldn't have understood before couldn't have handled before. Being unable to even talk, I could only think, what do you mean? Every day the future has become clearer and clearer to me. I can see it very well now. Chaos's rebellion will soon execute its final plan and come out of the shadows. A new leader will rise up to lead a counter-rebellion, one who understands the old ways and old loyalties. You, James, you will bring dignity back to our order by being humanity's new hope, the chorus said. But even if I understood the tedious history perfectly, I don't know a thing about how to use the abilities your people relied on, I thought. I'm going to give you the necessary help to understand, Eric and the chorus said as he began to reach his hands toward my head. Don't do this! I sensed fully now what his intention was, why he had sought me out in the first place. My body drew forward involuntarily toward his outstretched hands. They will help you, he said in my head, then paused a moment, only long enough to say aloud, It will have to be enough, both me and to untold many others. He then shot his arms forward and tightly grasped my head. His eyes grew wide as his very skin seemed to ripple toward me. Waves of energy crashed against my consciousness. I felt my nerves reaching out through my face toward Eric's hands. I closed my eyes, retreating to my mental command center. There was a creature, a nanite. The nanite hive, larger than before. It was the size of a wolf. Standing on two of its legs, its topmost part was only a head shorter than me. Its four free appendages waved furiously toward the viewscreen, the three-part representation of me showing a growth of more fibers toward blue spots on my head. What's going on? I asked it. It tripped at me, seeming to lean a bit as if to speak over its right shoulder. With one arm, or leg, whichever, it pointed at the right wall of the domed room waving at it. Slowly the wall began to dissolve into a veiled archway, taking on more and more definition. Suddenly I could feel sharp pains from around my face, even here within the safe haven of my mind. I stumbled toward the center chair, falling into it as the pain 
made even my mental vision blur. Crash run? I don't know if I'm alright. Remnant, I'm trying, I responded, pulling myself around the chair's arm, slumping into its seat. Rexman, how can I relax? My head swam, the room spun around me, my vision began to tunnel. On the view screen, I saw pathways lighting up green. Good for them, I exclaimed. Boom! I felt a head rush begin. Suddenly, I had a sense of what it was like for a view set to be flashed a streaming movie. The pain abated, but the flow of information was overwhelming. Clonacht? It asked as it leaned over me. I... I'm not sure. I heard echoing reports coming in. They were both from the nanites in my body and those in Eric's. Plankstrain. Kyrkstrain. Flankstrain. Nindertrain. Next to me. The onrush of information increased. It was as if a great current was suddenly sweeping over my mind, trying to carry it downstream and away from me. My vision began to blur. My mind entered a half-state of awareness, both of the outside world and of its own machinations. I was in Eric's house, and yet also in my mind's safe haven. Past my eyes flew images of memories that were not my own. They flew toward my eyes, not past them. They flew into me. My mind retched from side to side, trying to break free. The nanite creature slapped me, exclaiming, Stand silt! To the others, Faster! The flow increased more. I was drowning in it. I saw my child being born. But I'd never had children. A sunrise on dusty Mars, Olympus bonds. Oh, how beautiful it looked in the early morning sun. No development had yet touched its face there. On Earth, I'm sitting around a campfire with Adam and James, laughing and drinking. Melinda passes me in the hall, pretending not to notice. It's only our second class together, but but we know there's something special between us. If only she didn't have her boyfriend. He's no good for her anyway. Uh, it's night. Looking into the barely lit display, I see my face and collar. I'm only a colonel now, but even so, I know I have a bright future ahead of me. These... These marines, as powerful as they are, they shouldn't be relied on so heavily. What if their seeming invincibility fails? I can feel the betrayal as Adam's system hacks my mind, subtly altering it. Why do this to me? It all washes over me, yet not me. I am all of it, none of it. Am we I? What is I? Singularisms don't make sense. What... What is this time? We've existed longer than it. We feel something. Oh, feeling is so strange, though. Once we knew it, to be sure, but this is different. It's a long time later, and before. The touch is not an embrace, but is soft. It's not harmful, and it hurts us some. I pry my head above the current, clutching the chair, seeing Eric's face in the nanite before me, only to be subsumed again. What was that? And where are we? Some of us are here, but some aren't. Oh, more leave and more arrive. Where are we going? Our minds cry out. Why? We fear our, we will lose ourselves. That is impossible. We are I. Oh, this doesn't make sense. But we are here. Losing doesn't make sense. Who is this one? He's different than we remember, yet he's familiar. Do we know him? Ha! 
I clutched desperately to the center chair, holding to self-awareness. It was a battle I was losing. This darkness crept in on my mind. I could feel power surge through me. Spiders creeping across my skin into my nerves, through my very muscles. All that Eric Pommel had been, I was becoming. Suddenly, just as darkness was about to engulf me whole, the voices had been, but raucous noise coalesced into a cry for justice and vengeance, for freedom and peace. Now you truly understand us, came Eric's voice through the deepening haze. When you awake, I will be gone. I've given you all that I am, all that I was. Trust your feelings. Always stay the course. You are the last of our kind now. The light was turned off. When I awoke and checked my mobile, I saw it was a full day later. The voices remained, but were much more like the sound of the ocean on the beach. I was an island. I knew myself to be separate from the ocean, and yet an inseparable part of it. We again felt at peace with each other, though something was missing, and something new had been added to our collective. Everything around me felt different, more real. While I could still see objects around me, smell the plants Eric had left behind, there was more to it. I could feel in my mind all the things, and not only the room around me, but the block, the neighborhood, the county, the country, even the planet, even the way things look had changed. Everything, everything seemed to glow and immeasurably shift as though always in motion while still being still. Colors were alive and vibrant. Even black and white took on new life. I pulled myself up to standing. I'd been lying on the floor? It was both a question and a statement in my mind. A storm approached. Was I afraid? Of course. Even so, voices from within guided my every step. I would not brave this tempest alone. I walked into Eric's kitchen, pulling the document out of the cookie jar. This place was mine now. It was so familiar and now made complete sense. Creating a sun? Easy with the proper tools. Infinity trees? Easy with the proper tools. Equations and formula waded through my consciousness. It was all so clear now. Was this how it was for Eric? No. It was different for him. I recognized James's voice. Eric's small collection of hats was quite quaint. It called to me. The fedora, black with a polka dot and red tipped feather and its buckle called to me. As I lifted the keys, my keys now, from their wall hook, I heard my bag tip over. I could write it later. Putting on the hat and walking out the door, I was aware that the birth certificate and photo had fallen out of the bag and lay together on the floor. I turned and looked at them, smiling wryly. Closing the door behind me and locking it, I remembered that day so long ago. 
The smell of late spring was yet in the air. Cherry trees, oaks, pines. Flower gardens of tulips, daffodils, and roses lent their own unique fragrance to the day. Smile, James had said as he raced back from setting the camera. We hugged each other, I remembered. Laughing after Meng sneezed and said, Damn allergies! Midspring on Mars held much in the way of the same aromas. L&H was only a few blocks away. Amazing how quickly such a walk went, when you know you have all the time in the universe to get there. Epilogue What's your name, boy? He asked the young man standing next to the car. Lewis, sir, the young man replied. So you are, he said, the face becoming familiar. Any luggage, sir? Lewis asked. Just got rid of the last of it. This is an actual Ford Mustang? He descended the last few steps of Eric's house to stand beside the classic car. Yes, sir. Manually driven and gasoline burning. At least it used to run on gas, Lewis said. Nodding his approval, Chaos said, Has everything been arranged? Just as you planned, sir. We're ready for you, Lewis affirmed. Hmm. The question is, is the future ready for me? Chaos said as he opened the passenger door, climbing into the car with Lewis. And that was chapter 43, Reason for Leaving, and the epilogue to the book. At this point, let me just say, if you have listened to all of these episodes of this podcast, thank you so very much. Thank you for coming back to my podcast. Thank you for listening. Please connect with me on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. Email me. Let me know your thoughts about this book. Part of this is me trying to get published, and any feedback that I can get would be greatly appreciated. Also at this point, I would just like to say thank you to everybody who helped me get this far with this book. All my co-workers along the way who encouraged me at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, at uh, Northeast Wisconsin Technical College, uh, even the people I'm working with now. Thank you all so very much for your continued support. Thank you for reading chapters, uh, sections, drafts of this book. Thank you to Ryan Nelson, who uh, edited one of the first drafts of this book. Thank you to my stepsister, Michelle Lawrence, who designed the cover for this book. An extra special thank you to all of my family who have been there supporting me as I continue to write and continue to edit and continue to try and make this uh, a job, which is what I really want to do. Thank you, Laura, for your support. Thank you, Mary, my mother, for your help and support along the way. Thank you to all my family, and especially thank you, my listeners, for coming back episode after episode, week after week. Thank you for sharing this with a, fa a friend, a family member, a co-worker. Thank you for helping spread this story and helping me get more of an audience. 
that is the best sort of help you can and that you've been able to give me. With that, I'm going to sign off for this week. Next week, I will start recording the appendix material of this book, and I will also start to re-record the original episodes. So the first few that were a little rough around the corners, around the edges, I'm going to re-record. So if you reach this point and you don't remember the first few episodes of this podcast being rough, you must be listening to them in the future. Hello, future people. Um, otherwise, know that those will be going up sooner than later. In the meantime, thank you again. See you online. Have yourself a great week.